contraception. Um, so we're going to ignore the basics of contraception in the different forms uh, and just talk into the details. So the MEC conditions and contraception, what is MEC4? MEC4 is an absolute contraindication for that contraception. Uh, and the examples are definite thrombosis, migraine with aura, uncontrolled hypertension, coronary artery disease, cardiac uh, stroke, malignancy of the breast or genital tract, severely impaired liver function, a known thrombophilia, complicated valvular heart disease, major surgery with prolonged, prolonged immobilization, or being two weeks postpartum. The MEC3, uh, which is where the risks generally outweigh the benefits, are a BMI of 35, smoker greater than 35, controlled hypertension, first degree relative with a DVT less than 45 years, having a breast cancer gene mutation, having undiagnosed abnormal vaginal bleeding, any long-term immobilization, breastfeeding less than six months postpartum, and gallbladder disease. So, you know, there are risks for um, clots and malignancy there, really, aren't there? Uh, what do you do if you missed a pill? So you need to make up the missed pill uh, for all missed pills. You want to use condoms for seven days for all. Um, for the first seven days of your cycle, you need to use emergency contraception. And for the last seven days, you want to skip the placebo pill and go straight on to the next cycle. So talking about changes to the combined oral contraceptive pill in different circumstances. <clears throat> so what changes would you do to the combined oral contraceptive pill in acne? So what you do is a change to an anti-androgenic pill or a less androgenic pill. So you can change to an anti-androgenic pill and use drosperinone, dianagest or cyproterone. We can change to a less androgenic progestogen and use gestadine, desogestrel, or etonogestrel. Management of the combined oral contraceptive pill in breakthrough bleeding. You want to exclude underlying causes um, such as chlamydia and pregnancy, missed pills, or malabsorption through diarrhea and vomiting. Um, you want to exclude any concurrent meds that might upregulate um, up liver enzymes as well. Management of breakthrough bleeding. You want to increase estrogen to 20 micrograms E to a max of 30, like 5 micrograms E. Change your progestogen if already taking the pill. Uh, change progestogen if already pill with 35. So if you're already taking pill with an ethanol estradiol of 35, then you want to change the progestogen component. Um, so we want to change to etonogestrel or desogestrel or gestadine. And you might want to consider a vaginal ring. Uh, how do you manage the COCP and cloasma? You change to a non-estrogen containing contraception. So you change from the COCP to the POP and you avoid direct sunlight.
how do you manage the combined oral contraceptive pill and breast tenderness? You decrease the estrogen dose and you possibly decrease the progestogen dose. You can change the pill formation or you can consider a pill with drosperinone, which is anti-androgenic. So the anti-androgenic pills are drosperinone, deanogest and cyproterone. Uh, what changes do you make to the COCP in amenorrhea? So first you need to exclude pregnancy. Um, explain that the absence of withdrawal bleed is not harmful and actually occurs in 6% of cycles with ethanol estradiol. Uh, and the absence of withdrawal bleed can occur in 20 to 30% of patients uh, with ethyl estradiol valerate. Um, and you should switch to a pill with more predictable bleeding pattern. So what changes do you make to the combined oral contraceptive pill and lowered libido? Uh, there's actually no evidence of advantage of any pill. You might want to just trial a change of formulation. What changes do you make to the combined oral contraceptive pill and headache? Do a full evaluation, reduce your estrogen dose, if your headache occurs in the pill-free weeks, consider a pill with reduced placebo pills. Maybe run the packs together or use an estrogen supplement in the pill-free period, such as a 100 microgram estrogen patch or 2 to 4 milligrams estradiol tab. What changes do you make to the COCP and weight gain? Uh, there's no strong evidence any particular one, but drosperinone may be useful. That's a less androgenic pill. What changes in nausea and vomiting? You want to reduce your estrogen dose and take your pill at night. So the metabolic and side effects are the same as the combined oral contraceptive pill. Uh, it's immediately protective when inserted on days 1 to 5. Uh, it can be removed on day 21 with a break of 7 days or it can be used back to back. Uh, it's useful for the COCP likers who forget pills or have malabsorption problems. Uh, within the ring it has 15 mics of ethanol estradiol and 120 mics of etonogestrel per 24 hours. It reduces irregular bleeding as compared to the combined oral contraceptive pill. The side effects of the combined oral contraceptive pill are weight gain, breakthrough bleeding in the first two months, acne, breast tenderness, amenorrhea, cloasma, headaches, nausea, lowered libido, a two to three times rate of DVTs, MPEs, uh, an increased rate of uh, arterial myocardial infarcts, increased rates of thrombotic stroke, small increase in the risk of cervical cancer, small increase in the risk of breast cancer, and it's imperfect as a contraception. So it's 91% effective with typical use and 99.7% effective with perfect use. The benefits of COCP are improved acne, uh, improved hirsutism. Uh, and this happens via a reduction of the free testosterone and increased sex 
hormone binding globulin levels. Uh, you get a reduction in most menstruals, menstrual cycle disorders, a reduction in dysmenorrhea, reduction in endometriosis, reduction in heavy menstrual bleeding, reduction in functional ovarian cysts, reduction in benign ovarian tumours, reduced ovarian cancer, reduced endometrial cancer, PCOS symptom improvements, reduced risk of bowel cancer and post-menstrual disorder management, pre-menstrual pre syndrome management improvements. So the types of estrogen used in contraception are mainly EE, which is ethinyl estradiol. It's the most commonly used. E2 is estradiol, which has a theoretical but unproven benefit uh, with regards to VTE. And EV, which is estradiol valerate, which has a theoretical but unproven benefit with VTE as well. So ethanol estradiol is the most common one. The first progestogens were levonorgestrel and norethesterone. Levonorgestrel and norethesterone. Levonorgestrel and norethesterone. Why were the newer progestogens developed? They basically developed to reduce androgenic effects and minimise the ethanol estradiol effect on lipids. Which progestogens are anti-androgenic? And they are cyproterone, drosperinone, and deanogest. And the progestogens that are less androgenic are gestadine, desogestrel, and etonogestrel. So some of the um, components of some of the pills, so Yaz, for example, what's in Yaz? Yaz has 20 mics of EE and 300 of drosperinone. And in microgynon 20 or Loet, it has uh, 20 mics of EE and 150 mics of levonorgestrel. Uh, in Levlin ED or microgynon 30, Monofem and Nordet, which is a fairly straightforward pill. It's 30 marks of EE and 150 of levonorgestrel. And that's a normal size pill. In Yasmin, there's 30 marks of EE and 3,000 of drosperinone. Might be 300. Um, so the sort of medications that can liver enzyme induce the pill and reduce the effectiveness of the pill include rifampicin, anti-epileptics, St. John's wort, phenytoin, and carbamazepine. The causes of pill failure include administration errors, decreased absorption in the, in the gut, missed pills, or upregulation with liver enzyme-inducing drugs. Uh, in terms of MEC4 for the POP, the only thing that's MEC4 for the POP is active breast cancer in the last five years. MEC3 for the POP is the presence of antiphospholipid antibodies, the presence of lupus, unexplained vaginal bleeding, ischemic heart disease and stroke, 
severe cirrhosis or hepatocellular carcinoma. The advantages of the Implanon are that you won't forget it. It lasts three years, contains etonogestrel, inhibits ovulation, has an anti-cervical mucus effect, and has the lowest pregnancy rate of all in 1 in 1,000, and that's due to the in increased use rates, because you can't forget it. Uh, side effects of the Implanon are that it has a regular bleeding in about 20% of cases. How does the intrauterine copper device work? So basically it's an inert substance covered with either copper or progesterone. It inhibits sperm migration, ovum transport and prevents implantation. Uh, the mirena also causes endometrial suppression, cervical mucus thickening and delays or prevents ovulation. efficacy of the marina is 99.4% perfect use and 99.2% typical use and the marina is 99.8% perfect and also that's the typical use so the efficacy of the IUCD the copper device is 99.4 perfect and 99.2 typical and efficacy of the marina is 99.8 both MEC4 for the IUCD uh, would be active PID undiagnosed abnormal genital tract bleeding, current breast cancer where you can use the Mirena only, and past breast cancer for the Mirena only, current breast cancer for the Mirena only, and past breast cancer for the Mirena only. The side effects of using the copper IED are usual menstrual periods, increased menstrual loss, increased dys dysmenorrhea, spotting is common for the first six months, and you get prolonged bleeding, which is common for the first six months. The side effects of the marina are reduction in blood loss. 65% of people will be amenorrheic or have light bleeding after one year. There'll be persistent light vaginal bleeding and spotting common for the first five months. Um, and you can have increased pain. So what do you do if you become pregnant while you're on the intrauterine device? Basically remove it, uh, acknowledging that you have an increased risk of abortion and increased risk of uterine sepsis and higher rates of ectopic pregnancies. Some complications of the IED include a small increased risk of PID for the first 20 days after insertion, spontaneous extrusion in 5%, and you get perforation of the uterus in 2 in 1,000 cases. The factors associated with increased risk of uterine perforation in use of the IED include breastfeeding, being the first six months postpartum or having a previous caesarean. Uh, what's in depot medroxyprogesterone acetate? Basically, it's a 150 milligrams depot medroxyprogesterone acetate deep IM injection. When do you give it? You give it the first five days of the cycle. 
you get every three months, you need it to be 94% effective. Well, it is 94% effective. Side effects of D, depot, medroxy, progesterone, acetate, DMPA, uh, are a disrupted menstrual cycle, get amenorrhea 70% by 12 months, weight gain in about 6%, breast tenderness, mood changes, and bone loss. Uh, and that some of the other complications are that it takes a while after you come off it to recycle to return. Some formulations of the pop are Levonogestrel, 30 micrograms, or norethisterone, 35 mics. The pop works via cervical mucus thickening and prevents ovulation in 60% of cycles. The factors associated with pill failure are not taking it each day and being young. The side effects of the POP are cycle irregularity. 20% will have amenorrhea, 40% will have irregular bleeding. Uh, so in terms of post-coital contraception, there's various methods for achieving this and they are taking levonogestrel, 1.5 megs as a single dose. That's 85% effective. The Yuspi method, which is taking uh, 100, sorry, 10 mics of EE and 500 mics levonogestrel, and repeating that 12 hours later. You only do that when the um, levo the basic post-coital contraception method is unavailable. Uh, the copper IED can be inserted within five days. And that's 99% effective. Return for pregnancy testing in four weeks. Either way, do STI screening and give prophylactic antibiotics if a risk of chlamydia or gonorrhea.